Good afternoon, good evening, and good God almighty, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are at the Shab, the social hub of positivity. This week we have with us one of the stalwarts, I like to call her. Now, that sounds a little bit rude, like, like who wants to be called a wart? But stalwarts of the Shab, been here since almost the beginning, someone we're very fortunate to have met, and someone who has enriched our lives. And I know that many of the people coming to the Shab love to see this woman's work. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucia, love it. Lucia, how are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for the rest of this interview now, so just tell people interesting things while I look at stuff over in Boswell's. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> no know. <laughs> Listen, everyone loves your stuff. You come in here, you do it live so people can see it. You get lots of commissions. How's it all working for you here? It's great. I love being in here. Well, we love you being here. Yeah, thank you. So what's it meant to you to have a, uh, an opportunity like this to have an interface with your public? <laughs> no, it's great. I like it when people come in and people have got comments about what I'm painting and it's good to get the feedback. Yeah. And it makes me feel more professional <laughs> because people are asking me questions yeah. that I get to answer and that makes me feel quite knowledgeable about yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. How, long, how long have you been doing art, should we say, painting in this sort of format for how long, really, this sort of seriously? Seriously been painting for, as a business since lockdown. Only since lockdown? Only since lockdown. Wow. I painted, started painting probably, I don't know, about six months or so before lockdown. Decided that I wanted to do the career change, um, but then it was lockdown that forced me to learn all about online marketing and took it from there. As soon as lockdown happened, I went headfirst into marketing myself online and started selling. Wow, that's some response to a lockdown. Yeah, I had to do something. Well, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, shame it you was were... only homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame you, shame you went running the country. We might have been better prepared. And thousands, countless thousands of people wouldn't have died. Think about that, you people. Anyway, just because of Lucia. Now, you've also broadcast live with your own... What is that? Facebook? Facebook? Facebook Live? Yeah, Facebook Live on my profile page. So this is how crazy modern technology is. I've witnessed this fantastic artist broadcasting live in the shop, right, on our Facebook in the shop. So it's basically gone into space and then come back down to Chippenham via the shop. And I've watched her do it live and live, if you know what I'm saying. Double live. It's a crazy world. Has it, has it meant, do you think, for you... That modern technology, all this, all this, um, all these platforms, have it, has it made you? E it, has it made it easier and feasible for you to be a professional artist? I think so. I think so. Yeah, because otherwise I'd just be an artist at home in my kitchen painting. Yeah. But this way, people get to see me, and I think that's what art's about. It's not just selfishly sitting there keeping it all to myself. Yeah. It's sharing. I get a lot from it, and then I get to share that, and then people get a lot from seeing it. Yeah. Sometimes they don't, yeah. but sometimes they do, and that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. So yourself and Lucy Dowling, who's a, a, a close friend of yours, I presume, also a, 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 an artist, yeah. you've both been doing art workshops here. You do your, is it monthly? Monthly Tell us a bit about events. that, because that's do, quite, quite cool, actually. Yeah, we do art fairs and craft markets alternate each month 
over in the King Alfred Hall in Chippenham. Yeah. And that allows us to show off our work and we invite lots of local artists to join us. And then we get people of Chippenham and surrounding areas to come and look at all our work and buy some of our work if they want to. So that also then must have only happened since coming out of lockdown. So this is also a new thing for Lucy as well, is it? It was something that we were speaking about before lockdown. Um, we were planning. It's, it's all come from wanting to do one big exhibition yeah. and then lockdown happened and we couldn't do one massive thing anymore so it's turned out to be lots of little small ones yeah. which has worked out well for us actually. Cheers. It's amazing. Do you not think it's amazing A, how many creative people there are in and around Chippenham? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone's just suddenly coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. It's great. They're coming into here. Yeah. They're getting in touch with me because of the art fairs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm beginning to know more and more professional artists yeah. and people who want to share their art. Yeah, because we've had, obviously, Alex Moran here, Rachel Melody, um, April Barlow. We've also had the wonderful Cy Griffiths and Mike Long. Do you see? Did you see the breakout? Yeah, I loved it. I love Cy. If people haven't seen the breakout um, exhibition that was at the Yield Hall, um, we've got it online. So there's a look for Cy Griffiths doing a presentation because on the 21st, if you remember the original Unlock Reset Festival Mark One, <laughs> how much fun can you have? in a pandemic. Well, I'll tell you, ask Matt Hancock. What's that? That is inappropriately not being COVID distance. If you're the health minister of this country under the premiership of Boris Johnson, Boris, I'm the health minister. Is this appropriate distancing? Looks okay to me. Sort of thing I get up to in spare time. Isn't that true, you eaten beauties? Eaten beauties, eaten beauties. Stop it. Anyway, back to you in the house of love. Lots of great artists. Lots of people I've noticed have come out, have, have been doing hobbies and what have you. There's a few counsellors that are hobbyists, I've noticed. They kind of like dressing up. Don't do anything particularly serious with the real issues that are going on in our town and the surrounding areas. How are you feeling out there, people? Um, it's quite worrying. Quite worrying. So it's really good that we've got creative people like yourself coming up with creative solutions. Has it helped, would you say, with A, your own personal mental health? Has it helped you as a parent, a partner, and a person in this peculiar pandemic pick-a-ninny? Alliteration? I've <laughs> got it all over. What are you saying? Has it helped you? Has being an artist... <laughs> it's a big question. Don't break the question down. I mean, you get what I'm saying. Is it, do you think it's like, oh, actually, everyone should do this sort of thing? Sorry, can you repeat the whole thing? Right. Well, I'm, no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it has helped my mental health. What about this? Is this helping your mental health? No. Oh, come on. I'm going to have to do a lot of painting to catch You've up. You've that, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it has, has it? Yeah, definitely. Especially during lockdown. It gave yeah. me something to focus on when it all got a bit scary. Yeah. And by scary, I do mean homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Because obviously, as you know, we were working throughout the pandemic, so we were having young people in, some of our brave facilitators, who sort of, particularly at the time, I want to say a special thank you to Mel and Andy, who were working with us at the time, because we were doing it in shifts. We had two different sort of teams. 
And it turned out their days that they came in had the young people that were coming in. And most, I'd say most people didn't want to let their young people come, go out of the house yeah. in the early stages. We fortunately were always open and kind of, uh, we are key workers, we work with vulnerable people. So it was, it was important to us, and obviously we, we use creativity, and I know that it helped them and their families. Your children, do they do creative stuff? Did they do anything creative or more creativity throughout the, 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 the worst stages of the lockdown? And there's more to come, by the way, more lockdowns, obviously. Um, yes, they didn't, they didn't paint a lot. Um, but yeah, they were creative in their own ways. Yeah. We had lots of little projects going on. Um, they love. They loved at the time doing um, YouTube videos and things like wow. that. Wow, that's wow. how they got their creativity. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. So again, there's, there's social media platforms. Yeah, can be atrocious and horrendous things, but they do serve a purpose in that sort of context, don't they? A sort of conduit to the outside world when it's healthy, when it's positive, oh, really useful. We've got to know them, haven't we? Because we've now relaunched our North Wilts Young People's Theatre Group. It's a multimedia thing, makes films and make, uh, does theatre and, and, uh, and whatever. Um, they've joined that. How are, they, how are they responding to that, being back in a group work situation, doing theatre and doing what's they much needed in this town? Love it. Good theatre groups. Love it. It's the highlight of their week, really. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. I love the fact that it is, because they're actually quite extraordinary individual. I'm not just saying that. We have, we have these talks off camera, don't we? No, we do. We, it's not as if we get followed around by cameras all the time. Do we, though? Um, you know that we're doing this documentary about the pandemic. We're looking at how the council have reacted, how the county council, how the area board reacted uh, pre... Because if, if, when everyone looks into how things were run before and what people have got away with in local authorities, it is... Horrendous, actually. But it's a massive, beautiful sort of juncture in time when we cannot let those sort of things happen anymore because otherwise we've missed an opportunity. So moving forward, what would you like to see more of in this town? What would you as a mother, as a creative person, as a, a and you do other jobs as well. You work in the doctor's surgery yeah, and stuff I'm like that. Well. well, man, listen, <laughs> think about money. it. You have not just about money. Think about if, if people haven't realised how important, think about it in, in pandemic, if we didn't have people cleaning all those doctors, waiting rooms, surgeries, hospitals, so on and so forth, we'd be in a worse situation than we've ever been. Oh, so it's yeah. actually an essential ingredient. I think that's what Everyone's maybe some councillors need to get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got to do our bit. We need to do our bit. We all need to come together. We need to be um, proactive, but we need to be honest and we need to have transparency in our local affairs. So the idea that we, moving forward, if we, if we are going to uh, look at things that have worked and will work for people, would you say that we need to be, well, there need to be more opportunities for young people. Do you think there's enough opportunities for young people pre, pre the pandemic? Um, no, I think if you can pay for things, then yeah, you yeah. can make your own opportunities. Absolutely, but there's lots of things you can money, pay for. Absolutely, this is what makes me laugh stuff. about things like Borough Lands and if you know Borough Lands, mm. giving money willy nilly to organisations and people that aren't necessarily doing the best for the community. They don't seem to. It seems to be kind of I don't know, like a private sort of thing where they kind of give it to people that they're trying to promote and 
try and restrict other individuals and, and organisations that are actually doing the real stuff. It's kind of like, wow, everyone, look at, scrutinise this, because it's actually the public's money, it's chipping on people's money, and I think that we need to really look at that. Because if we don't, it will just keep festering. We'll end up having loads of different things we don't need, like a climbing wall. Who, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I know. Who, who in this, I've I, I worked in this community, Come on 24 years now. We have been commissioned to do um, consultations throughout this time. Never once was the word climbing and frame or wall put together in any consultation. And lo and behold, we have got this really bizarre thing that surely such a small proportion of the community will use. And I don't know how well certain people with disabilities will be able to use it. It's kind of like a really limited opportunity. Do don't you have you to pay to use it? I probably think so. I don't know, it'd be great if it's free. Well, if it's free... If it's free, that'd be great. Yeah, but for who, though? How, how many people would really want to climb up a wall? Seriously, though. And was it built by Chippenham Builders? Are the people running it? Because I know people that wanted to run who, who do that, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, what do you call that? Climbing and all that sort of stuff. They walked around. They're from Chippenham. I don't know that it's been, been commissioned. That it should just be Chippenham people. It's really bizarre. Only if they're able to do it. Like, we have organisations that are running youth cafes that have literally no idea how to do that. So we need to be really, really meticulous going forward. But it's a strange thing. What did you think? Oh, wow, whippy. That's, what you, that's exactly what we wanted. A climbing, a climbing wall. And a, or a splash pad in John Gulls Park. For years and years, young people have been asking for a... a for a, uh, a skate park. So how can you how can you can you, how can you ignore all that all that consternation around a skate park for years, and decide to just arbitrarily create a splash pad that no one asked for, and you can't use it all year round? It's this limited thinking that needs to stop people that used to do councils for hobbies because they've got nothing else to do with themselves. Cop yourselves on. Um, if you had three wishes moving forward, besides that you never want to see me again. <laughs> wow, you laughed a little bit too easily at that, Lucia. What would you say, three wishes for our town and our community going forward? Come on. Oh, I know, mate, I'm just putting you on the spot. Why not? It's spontaneous. Why are you putting me on the spot? Yeah, I do it. That's what I do. I would like there to be more things for the kids to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I have to pay out money for them exactly, to do it. Exactly, because that's the point, isn't it? What but sort I want of them, town? I want yeah. them to do it safely, though. Of course. So it has to be done with a absolutely all the, the rigor and uh, health and safety and child protection and everything else. One hundred percent. That's why funders and councillors who don't do this for a full time job, yeah, who might have party allegiances, yeah, make decisions like the bridge centre. The bridge centre was absolutely abhorrent. We had, and you can see this in the interviews in the shop, yeah. Interviews with Pete Hutton, who was, still is apparently, a councillor, that when I, we had a meeting with him to say, don't knock down the bridge centre before, or don't do anything until there's something else going to be, it's going to be useful because we use it more than use service. Had this on camera, everyone can look at this. Said it to him at a meeting, do not mothball this, do not put it into, don't knock it down, nothing. Never heard from the guy again. And when we asked him on camera, why this was, he said, it's because, well, you know, there's a lot of tears about it. You can watch this on the thing, people. Pete, Pete, Pete Hutton, his, his interview. Um, he said, because when he went there as a teenager, he didn't really get it. 
During the pandemic, when we needed space to work with vulnerable young people, we had to hire the Rotary Hall, yeah, so that we could actually facilitate as frontline key line workers. This type of ridiculous non-thinking or non-professionalism within county councils and borough councils and parish councils and town councils has to stop. It's not okay. Look at that interview, people. Do you see what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. We're on the front line and we're looking at these people. I, I, I went there as a teenager. I didn't get it. Yeah, and, well, therefore, I decided not to listen to you as a professional, even though you've been doing this all your life and in different cities and in whatever, and I thought it'd be a better idea if we just had a car park. <laughs> That's true, though, isn't it? It's like, this is what we're talking about. Now, I wouldn't say this, but I think other people might say this. What's going on, Pete? Um... Are you optimistic for the future? Yes. I like this. She's optimistic. <laughs> What's, what, what, I mean, you should be. I, yeah, you have to be. You definitely have to be. I don't want to send my kids out into a world that I'm not confident about. Exactly. And your kids are absolutely well-adjusted, really confident, really social. Um, so they're actually a, a tribute to yourself and your partner. Thank you. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not... I've got, you know, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old two now. So obviously my energy and my focus is redoubled. So I guess if you were a counsellor and you didn't have any kids and you made really ridiculous decisions, you probably would think it was okay. But as a parent, I don't know about you, but there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect my children. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Exactly. So I think that people who haven't got kids, and bless them if they wanted kids and they couldn't have them, but people that didn't want to have kids, it's fine. If you haven't got kids, though, you shouldn't maybe be making decisions for people that have, like the Bridge Centre, if you're not the same people. Get real. Um, Lucia, what else have you got coming on? Have you got any more of your art shows? What's going on at the Albert? Is it Albert? It's not Alfred. Albert. King Alfred. Alfred. King Alfred. What's going on with Albert? He's all right. But what about Alfred? He's a bit upset. Carry on. What's he doing? <laughs> Saturday after next, on the 17th of July, is the art fair. 17th of July. This Saturday. is going out. Rebecca, is it going out on Sunday? which is the 11th of July. Well, I tell you what, if the pandemic doesn't kill us all by then, when is it? 17th of July. 17th, Saturday the 17th of July. So if you're in and around Chippenham, obviously if you're watching this in the various other countries that I know watch this, come to Chippenham just for the crack. It'll be sometime. Worth it. Oh yeah, I mean, don't bring COVID with you because, you know, that's just not friendly. Although you'll probably get applauded by Boris. But is that every month? Yes. There's a craft fair and an art fair alternate each month. So it's craft, then art. Yeah. Oh, so there's one every month, but yeah, it's different. Yeah. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. From September, it's going to be the second Saturday of every month. Second Saturday every month, mm -hmm. and alternate. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, so, so it's just getting more and more popular. Yeah. So it's, wow. Yeah. So people of Chippenham will know eventually that second Saturday of every month there will be an event on. Yeah. And they can pick up some art or they can pick up some craft. Yeah. The stuff with yours is you do commissions. We're going to do some cutaways, aren't we, Rebecca? Oh, we've got Jake on board now, everyone. Jake's here. And when Jake's on the job, we know that if nothing else, we're going to get a bicycle show. Um, we're going to do some amazing cutaways of your work. So people can see from literally you dabbling in art to becoming this one-woman art production. <laughs> show stroke 
um, conveyor belt uh, production line. You are actually phenomenally productive. I am very productive. Yeah. And is that, do you think, partly because you're having that interface and so many people are seeing it and talking to you and... I think I just want to do everything, and I want to do everything right now. Could so, you become the leader of our council, do you think? Well, we need I'm a someone. Bit busy with the painting at the I moment. know, but you probably could do it in sleep. The thing is, all you need is, is have a backbone, yeah? Be prepared, if you're democratically elected, to, regardless of what your highly paid officers try and gag you and try and stop you doing, you need to have a backbone, people. You need to stand up for what the truth is, let alone your party politics. Please become the leader of our council, and I will support you through thick and thin. And when I say thick, you know what I'm talking about, people. You, madam, are a wonderful example of a, someone who, as a mother, as a human being, as a, a woman... Uh, the reason I say mother, by the way, is because I literally believe it's the hardest job on the planet. And I ain't just saying that. I really believe this. I, as a father, watching uh, uh, Sue, the, the mother of my um, boys, and Maya with Adriana, it is quite unbelievable what the world expects women to do with around being, being the inspirer and soul carer generally, not so always soul carer, for children. They are our future. Without people like yourselves, we stand no chance. So I want to say thank you on behalf of the community. Thank you on behalf of all the people that like art. If you don't like art, people, I bet if you come and meet this lady here, don't stand too close though, social distancing, yeah? Try to do, kill her. Come and look at it, it's at the shop in Emery Gate. I want to say thank you to everyone in Emery Gate. I want to say thank you to everyone that comes into the shop, all the artists, all the good people, the contributors, all the volunteers. I want to say thank you to um, Rachel Fitzmorris. And I want you to, 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 to say a big shout out to Freddie Spickernall over at the Foxham Inn in Foxham because it's a great little gaff. We've got some great art exhibitions out there and there's going to be all sorts of good stuff. So, have you got anything more you want to say? Come on, plug something just for a laugh. I do pet portraits. You <laughs> 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 paint your dogs, your cats, your horses. <laughs> on canvas, though, people. Not just actually go and paint them because that's probably not good for them. Oh, no. No, she paints no. it on canvas. This is a wolf that I once owned in my imagination. And this... This is a borzoi. That does belong yeah. to someone who lives in Chippenham. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's a, a Russian a... dog. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's, it's about 20 foot high. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I've seen that. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> she is. Well, she's you so do. Yeah, yeah, but this I'm painting is... I'm your agent. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I get nothing for saying great things about this woman except pure joy. So, listen, pure joy to everyone. Peace and love. Yes, peace and love. Especially to all those people who are struggling with the idea of what democracy is. Thank you very much, Lucia. Love it. Do you know someone said it right, didn't I? You did. <laughs> good, you said right. Name, Thank you. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, you wonderful man there, Dave. Hey, let's have it. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice one. Goodbye.